celebrate the the greatest country this planet has ever seen and freedom with all its problems is still alive and well and uh, despite polls saying that a majority of Americans are not happy with the country uh, we're certainly happy with the ability to say that which in many places would probably land you in the pokey if you did that so we will celebrate of course um, the founding of this country those original principles with the Supreme Court justices I think many times this term confirming originalism and our constitutional principles. Maybe a few glitches here and there, and we'll talk about that with our various guests as we go through the show. And producer Max Foisy has come up with an epic schedule for you today. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, now, it takes prowess, ladies and gentlemen, serious <laughs> producer prowess to be able to get guests on a, on a holiday weekend. Holiday Great guests to I, come on. I honestly thought, well, I'm going to have to tell Tobler it's going to be it's going to be Dr. Tobler, myself, and sound, because I really thought I'm not getting anybody, and wow, it was it was really wonderful how everything worked out. Well, I and, and it does really take a lot of expertise, and um, and I think a great reputation, too, and uh, that's because you listen to the show. People people know what kind of a show they're jumping onto, and, and they monitor the show. Their agents monitor the show. They know we're not, we're not bomb throwers here. We're not, we're not inflammatory. Well, not too much anyway. <laughs> and um, no, we try to be respectful. And our guests are our guests, just as though you were coming to my house. So uh, we have a big lineup. Mandy Gunasekra from Independent Women's Forum will join us uh, next hour, top of the hour, to talk about energy policy. Uh, the Republicans have come up with an energy plan. Uh, and in view of the EPA announcement that just came out, uh, well, decision that came out from the Supreme Court on Thursday, among its last uh, two of the last decisions of the term. We'll chat a little bit with her about that. Laura Rees of Heritage uh, as well. Uh, she's an immigration gal. We'll talk with us about that. Virginia Cruda, of course, will join us. And uh, Virginia, being a service member and a prolific author and a, a real keen analyst on the political scene, it's always fun to touch base with her and maybe get some perspective views on this July 4th weekend. What... Uh, What's uh, what's she thinking in terms of the return of freedom in its original construct where people could be free to do what they wanted as long as you don't take my stuff and do anything to me? Yeah, you can be free. Uh, that's that would be a nice, simple and revolutionary thought. We'll see what she thinks about those fundamental principles. Art Arthur joins us from the Center for Immigration Studies. Serious problems down at the border. And again, it uh, it dovetails with a Supreme Court decision on Thursday, uh, wherein the remain in Mexico policy under uh, Donald Trump rescinded at the beginning of the Biden administration, reinstated 
by order of the court, briefly and tepidly, I might add. That wasn't reported much, but uh, when Biden was forced to re- late last year to um, reinstate that, it didn't go into force in much effect. Well, now it is done. No more remain in Mexico. We'll talk with the I think what could be, uh, again, some catastrophic ramifications of yet another pillar of our border security policy under Donald Trump that have been uh, that have been taken apart. Um, And then uh, Paul, Paul Manafort will join us at 825. Yes, Paul Manafort, the architect. I think many would say he gets a lot of credit for Donald Trump's victory in 2016. He joined the campaign late as the campaign manager. and then, of course, landed up in landed in jail in solitary confinement. Remember the the images of him being was was he in a wheelchair, Max? I don't remember, but I mean, he remember how ill he was, just terribly ill appearing as he was going to trial, and. Um, uh, and I, whether that, you know, many people would say he is the master uh, thespian when it comes to political uh, operations. And was it an act? Was it not? Was he seriously ill? Anyway, Paul Manafort with his new book, Political Prisoner, uh, will be my guest at 825. And uh, I don't know. I think I think Max had to register as a foreign agent to land up all today. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Just definitely, kidding. you know, waters I never thought I would swim in to be able to get uh, Paul Manafort <laughs> on the show. But I do think it is so intriguing that he is yeah. doubling down on his legacy. His book is called mm-hmm. Political Prisoner. He's not shying away from that part of his legacy. No, you're right. And and uh, the subtitle is like persecution, prosecution. And I mean, it's it's yeah. uh, it's a uh, it's a full full double a full throated uh, expose and attack on the system. Yes. And ex- and and, and a, a statement, a clear statement that he believes Donald Trump will be the president. After the 2024 election, he well, thinks I, he'll win the election. You know what? That's at least one thing that Paul Manafort and I agree on, because I've said for a long time now, if Trump runs, he wins. Wow, that is that's really something. So that's one of the topics we're going to talk about. And maybe we should start with that. Oh, and then Scott Powell, uh, author of Rediscovering America. Uh, and I think what a way to wrap up uh, today's um, freedom show. We're just going to call this the freedom show. Um because he wrote this book, Rediscovering America, and he is truly uh, a, a man who is pleading for America to return to its virtuous past. And I don't mean virtuous always in conduct and implementation, but virtuous in terms of principle. And I think that uh, while we have strayed from that principle, I think in many ways, um, America led the culture of freedom for all men being created equal. And yes, all men and women being created equal. And maybe even, Max, women who identify as something other than women. Yes, I I found this the other day, and the libs of TikTok uh, uh, (laughs) uh, tweeted this out, and I have to, we're going to play it. We're going to start with this. Wow, okay. uh, Think about it. 1776, Revolutionary (laughs) War, Declaration of Independence. Men fighting for freedom of men, their family, their country. Um, all men are created are equal. Give me liberty or give me death. Men are men and chivalrous, noble protectors and and uh, providers for the family. Women, nurturers and defenders of the of the family of, of upbringing of their children in the one true way. And then there's this. Take a listen. Hi, my name is Cameron, and I'm a member of our DID system. So Avery and I are both birds. I am a cardinal and Avery is a blue jay. 
We like AMR pronouns in particular because they feel even further removed from gender than they than theirs. And being birds, while we do have um, our own gender expression, we don't inherently have a gender at all. And not in the way that, like, we're just non-binary. It's that, like, our species as, like, an avian-human hybrid does not inherently have any kind of gender at all. So you use them just like singular pronouns, like he, him, or she, her. Uh, right. Spelling and pronunciation-wise, it's like they We're going like to cut it there. But I believe, I, as best I can tell, this is not a Babylon B moment. This is true. And you say, Randy, why would you tarnish the July 4th weekend celebration with all of the, the pageantry of the parades and the flags waving and the patriotism and those traditional values percolating through your every vessel and neuron in your brain? You know why? I actually celebrate that woman's ability to identify as, was she a cardinal or a blue jay? Uh, I, I, forget, believe, I believe she was a cardinal and her friend was a blue jay. Yeah, well, yes. and what was it, M. Air? I think uh, M. Air, that's, that's the best part, is yeah. uh, is M. Air. <laughs> and I love, too, that that, that they've that, that she has removed herself from simply being non-binary. I mean, come on, that is so mainstream. Right. Oh, uh, how uh, passe. Exactly. <laughs> that's what's great about it. It's like, oh, come on. Now and we're only, and, and Max, really, you know, if you think about it, yeah, we're having fun with it, but but truly, I'm truly, not yes. kidding. I'm not yeah. being I'm not being satirical here anymore. Thank God that we live in a country that she can do that. Yeah, true. I mean, it's if she did if she pulled that in China or in North Korea or in Iran, maybe in Russia, she'd be in the archipelago. She'd be in Absolutely. the I mean or worse. Yes. And and thank God that this country tolerates that. Now that's a far cry from if she becomes a teacher telling my granddaughter that that's the proper way to be. Or if my grand my grandson, if I had one, was in school and 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 felt like he wanted to put on her, his sister's dress and high heels and just dress up for a little bit and grab onto that. And then maybe if she was transgender, suddenly run with the ball and instead of teaching civics and virtues and freedom... She's not leaving me on my people alone, my my child and my grandchild. And she's, you know, that's that's uh, that is a cardinal sin. No, I think she's a cardinal. I see what you did Ooh. there. That's the cardinal sin of, you know, straying off the path of liberty. Your liberty does not infringe on your right to indoctrinate my children. And those are the questions on the table this these days. You make a great point. You want to be a bird? Go be a bird. Right. And then I think of the the images of the and I obviously it's nothing I could post on the Facebook um, show page, Max. But perhaps you saw this. Adult, uh pride parade. It was about a week or so ago. OK. And grown men parading around nude, riding their bicycles nude and and. In young children were at this parade. Now, first of all, why would their parents let the children not so much be at the parade, but watch this? And they did mm -hmm. do that. But you just see, it, there's one. It's it's one thing to express yourself and to be who you want to be. It's another thing to force it on people politically and socially. And one of I think the original virtues of this country was discretion, being discreet. 
We sort of have lost that, don't you think, man? Well, I, I mean, the thing about a, a, a pride parade like that, then you want to do a flip test and you want to think about, uh, you know, obviously we don't have straight parades because we don't need straight parades, but uh, something similar might be something like a beauty pageant, which is when a lot of women parade around and a lot of men give them scores. Uh, one thing we don't have in something like that would be nudity. Uh, yeah. so, so, so same thing. <laughs> I'm fine with, with gay people saying I'm so happy Absolutely. that I'm gay. That's fine. Yes. But we have to draw the line of nudity because we do that with straight people as well. So again, the flip test, let's all keep our clothes on, please. That's right. That's right. Unless you're a so, bird, uh, and then I guess you don't have to wear clothes. <laughs> but again, I, I played that to open up the show just to celebrate freedom. And God love her that she can do that. And But, you know, by the same token, we live in a country where, sadly, if she did that in the workplace and the boss writing her check didn't approve of that, and said, you're out of here. That's not the way we're going to act in our, you're not going to sign your company email with your pronoun am air. Uh Uh, That boss under current employment laws would not have the liberty and freedom to freely express their (laughs) refusal to write a check in return for employment. Well, all he has to do is pay her in birdseed. Oh, that's right. Yeah, put a little thistle out there. If you really want to be a bird, (laughs) let's go ahead and go down this road. (laughs) <laughs> All right. There's Max Boise. I'm Randy Tobler. The number three, 314-912-1019 if you want to join in on the fun and frolicking today on the Freedom Fest that we call the Randy Tobler Show on this July 4th weekend. When we come back, a little back and forth on this whole issue of the January 6th committee hearings, a powerful testimony from a White House aide to Mark Meadows and pushback from the Secret Service. Who is right? We'll ask the question when we come back here right around the corner on the Randy Tolbert Show on Newstalk STL. Stay tuned. So the best way I think to practice is to write out um, a couple of short sentences using like he, him, his, and himself, and then go back through and erase all of those pronouns and fill them in with A-M, air, air, self. Randy Tobler, Truth Warrior, Woke Destroyer, on News Talk STL. Ah, just finishing a little sip on my cup of joe. My wife has uh, gotten onto this super coffee that we found that's uh, very, very pure. And it has, it's high in antioxidants, you mm-hmm. know, because... There's so much inflammation going on in the world these days. You need yeah. a lot of antioxidants. <laughs> what's the uh, what's and the brand, a, if you don't mind me asking? It's called Purity Purity okay. Coffee. It's I'll really good, good out. stuff. And yeah, it's really good stuff. And um, I don't know. I, there's a lot of the organic and this and that. But I think the way they extract it and the testing on it, I, I like the fact it doesn't have a lot of the things that happen if you scorch coffee and you don't roast it properly. Now, um, how does I'm not it a t- coffee snob, but I'm careful about it to that extent. How does it taste with Bailey's in it? Uh, you could you could you could you could put uh, chock full of nuts coffee with Bailey's in it. It'd be okay. Have you ever had chocks full of nuts? I don't think I have. I think isn't that what it's called? Chock full of nuts. I gotta check that. I think that's the name of it. It has that's coffee that has here. I'm gonna look that up. Chock. I mean, I've had eight o'clock bean. That was uh, my oh, go to yeah, for a yeah. while. That was a good some yeah. good stuff. Yeah, chock full of nuts is a coffee. I don't know somewhere in my past I had some chock full of nuts. But I believe it has some chicory in it, if I'm not mistaken. That's very strange. Some chicory in it. Wow. Yeah. 
But um, anyway, I, and I'm not de- I'm not denigrating you, chock full of nuts fans out there. But you <laughs> I'm know, sure there's a lot. Uh, 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 let's go here. Uh, Sanka. Instant Sanka. I remember my grandma and grandpa, for some reason, God bless, God rest their souls, used to drink Sanka in well, the morning. And I'd that's visit old, them. And fr- that's decaf, right? I mean, it's old decaf. I thought Sanka Yeah, Sanka, was, decaf, yeah. but like instant Sanka decaf, a spoon of this stuff in the jar. It was just unbelievable, but that was their ritual. But I don't care. Put a little Bailey's in it. It's it's tasting pretty yes. good from where I stand. <laughs> well, you can pick your coffee, and it's either good or bad. And, you know, we, we all know good coffee when we taste it. We know Rotkett when we taste it, okay? I mean, you know a good football team when you see it. You know a football team that's not going to even be in the playoffs. Um, you, you know a really juicy, meaty, great hamburger when you eat one and you know one that's eh, not so good. So we know there are there are truths. There are there are truths in this world and anymore in the last little while it's hard to know what is true. Yes, there is misinformation, but uh, for instance, at whatever your technical realm is, if you're a if you're an architect, you know that a certain uh, design is proper and one that won't work. If you're an engineer, so like a bridge that will collapse and it won't collapse, there's, there's right and wrong. Well, anymore, our politicians now, I think, have led us into a wilderness of, of frankly, uh, the default that I take with most politicians, and this includes right and left, this is, this is nonpartisan is that you really, you have to subtract about 90% of what is being said before you might be able to, it's like peeling, and it's like taking the shell off a nut. And some of those nuts are like, uh, you know, they're hard to crack, like Brazil nuts. You know, it's really hard to get to the meat <laughs> and others are easy. And peanuts, not so tough to get into. And you, you hope that most of your politicians are like peanuts. Oh, okay, there's a little shell. You break it in half and you, there's the meat. Okay. But more and more people that are after Donald Trump, and there's lots to say about Donald Trump and his foibles and some of his personality flaws and his grandiosity and on and on. But, but it, it, when it comes to this January 6th show trial, without cross-examination, without exculpatory evidence or witnesses being presented. You know, uh, it, it, all you know is that there's one side being put out there and what is how is it going to affect the, the independent electorate that will make the decision in this election coming up? And in 24, it's always the middle swath, the large middle swath of the electorate that makes the decision. It's not, it's not us on the right or them on the far left. Well, now comes Cassidy Hutchison, White House aide to Chief of Staff Mark Meadows during the Trump administration and in that tumultuous period after the election and before the inauguration. And, of course, January 6th leading up to that. Um, Here's a bit of her testimony um, that really was was just a bombshell when it broke the other day. Take a listen. Tony proceeded to tell me that... When the president got in the beast, he was under the impression from Mr. Meadows that the off the record movement to the Capitol was still possible and likely to happen, but that Bobby had more information. So once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol. And when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, we don't have the assets to do it. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. 
The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. All right. And that, of course, was the the bombshell testimony, of course. And even and, uh, Andy McCarthy, you know, a, a right-leaning ex-prosecutor who you see a lot on the Fox channel and who's generally sympathetic with, with the conservative views, said this was damaging for the president, despite the lack of... Um, validation and, and, and cross-examination and so forth. Well, little by little, that story seems to be eroding. Now, I ask myself the question, how could she get away with that? She's under oath. She's testifying. Well, you recall, she said, this is what I heard. This is what I remember. You know, And I'm sure she's been counseled and coached very carefully by lawyers from the left on what to say. And well, how and, to say it to protect herself. And it is different in a hearing, of course, because what she said was, this is what someone told me. She was not there. She was not in the beast, which is the presidential right. limo. Now, right. in a in a standard trial, you would not be able to do that because that's hearsay. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's a completely different construct in a hearing. And right. so people are saying, well, she perjured herself. She's under oath. Well, no, because... Let's say that never happened in the beast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, that doesn't matter if it never happened. She was right. told that. That's what she's testifying. Now, what she testified to further, and this is where it, it lends a little more credence, was that Mr. Ornato, who was telling her this story in a room in the White House, did it in the presence of Bobby Engel, the chief security officer for the president. So the it, it, the, the first person who was there was in the room, she testified, and an, and another person who allegedly witnessed this was relating it to her, and she testified that Mr. Engel did not object to that, didn't speak up and say anything, which you could take it as tacit approval. How else are you supposed to interpret that? Well, but there's been some pushback. I mean, the, Social Secu- the, the, the Secret Service have said that they're going to um, you know, have some discussion about that, that they would like to answer that and make a statement. Uh, it was reported by a New York Times, I believe, reporter that said that he had had, um, you know, he had had testimony while well, he had had witness by uh, by the, the first people involved, first parties, that in fact, that's not the way it unfolded. Here is uh, here's a little bit about that social. Uh, so I keep saying Social Security Secret Service and their pushback um, and what uh, what may be coming out of that. Go ahead and play that. Did you seek testimony from Tony Ornato or Robert Engel uh, to corroborate or to refute what she said? Um, I don't want to get into too many details. Uh, the committee has spoken to both uh, Mr. Ornato and Mr. Engel, and um, we uh, welcome additional testimony um, under oath 
from both of them and from anybody else in the Secret Service who has information about any of these issues. Do you expect that that testimony will be live testimony, under oath, like, like her testimony, and for the world to see? How, how is that going to happen? Look, we, we have been working with the Secret Service. We've interviewed, as I said, a number of individuals in the Secret Service. Um, we will continue to do so. And um, I think it is important that their testimony be under oath. Now, she obfuscates, she dodges. That's Liz Cheney not answering the question. I mean, the natural question is, what is the what's the other side of the story? Have you corroborated this? Have you validated this story? And you could tell Liz Cheney was dancing and rope-a-doping better than at Muhammad Ali. Well, then ABC, the other day, here's a reporter from ABC who really makes it clear that I think we're going to hear, we haven't heard the end of this story. I think the Secret Service will have a different story. Now, we don't know how much of it is going to be true, whether later on in Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony, she said that Trump threw a plate against the wall and there was mm -hmm. ketchup dripping down the wall. She helped clean um, up that ketchup, she said. He did. Yeah. Well, there you go. She yeah. did. So, so here's the ABC reporter. Um, reporting on what the Secret Service may have to say about this. The Secret Service so far is not commenting on specifics, but they just informed me that it would like to respond, the Secret Service would like to respond under oath. Two sources familiar with the investigation confirmed that President Trump had requested to go to the Capitol on January 6th and that the Secret Service refused due to security concerns. One of those sources telling me that the president did return to the vehicle after his speech on the morning of January 6th and asked Agent Robert Engel if he could go to the Capitol. Engel says something to the effect of that being unwise or dangerous and that the motorcade was going to take the president back to the White House. A source close to the Secret Service just told me to expect that the Secret Service will push back against any allegation of an assault against an agent or President Trump reaching for the steering wheel. Well, now, how, how is one supposed to process that? This is one of those, what is the truth? There is a truth here, and will we ever get to it, Max? Boy, I'm, I'm not sure we'll ever know. I'm wondering if, if you know, again, I'm just speculating here, but let's say this was a moment of uh, embellishment and, and bravado from this Secret Service agent saying, yeah, Trump even grabbed the wheel. I couldn't believe it. We had to get him back. And Cassidy took that as gospel truth. And now <laughs> yeah. she's and now it's like, OK, I have to walk because certainly Trump wanted to go and they had to talk him out of it. I think everybody agrees on that point. Sure. And I, you know, I, I don't know what really happened. I mean, nobody does. She's under oath. Hopefully they get under oath, too, because uh, Dr. Tilber, if you say something under oath and then I later say, well, that's not true, but I'm not sworn in. I'm going to have to go with you. So for right now, yeah, I'm going to have yeah. to side with Cassidy until somebody else gets yeah, sworn right. in. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I can't imagine a Secret Service agent under oath <laughs> telling, a, telling a lie. I just I don't think no. it's in their veins. No. Maybe I'm wrong. So maybe just, do you think they told a lie to her originally or do you think she's well, making up out of whole cloth? Because I kind of feel like she wouldn't tell a lie under oath either. You well, can obviously yeah. go to jail for that. So that may have been what she heard. I don't know. You know, but being in leadership position, I, I can tell you there have time there have been times where in my inner circle, I have said some outrageous things like. I, you know, one, what that, what that guy said, I'm going to, I'm going to walk out of this room and fire him. Well, I don't really mean that. Yeah. But that could be reported, you know, because you'll say things that are just, I could see Donald Trump saying, if you don't take me up there, I'm going to grab the wheel and do it myself. Well, that's far different than lunging for the wheel. 
And you could see all those things, as you said, embellish is exactly yeah. the right word. Yeah, I yeah. think that's probably what happened. I mean, certainly we are all in agreement that Trump wanted to go down there. And the people who yeah. were paid to protect him said, you know what, sir, that's not smart. Yeah. And I, I think we all agree on that. Now, her testimony that it was related to her that Trump said, I'm the president. I'm going to. I think every president has said that at one point in their <laughs> yeah, presidency. Right. Let me do this. I'm the president. <laughs> and maybe even I'm the effing president. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah pro- this one, probably, yes. <laughs> For sure. But. But aside from that, I mean, again, I did I did not watch all the committee hearings because those of us who work for a living can't sit there and watch, you know, daytime committee hearing all the time. Right. But to my knowledge, it hasn't been reported that he went down to join an assault, a breach of the Capitol. All that has been stated was he wanted to go down and be there Mm -hmm. at the Capitol. And all he said in front of that at the speech was let's march to the Capitol. Never did he say let's go in the Capitol. Let's invade the Capitol, you know? And and so people can try to paint his intentions, read into what he was hoping would happen, but you have to look at the actions and take them at face value in terms of his actual actions. And being with the people at the Capitol is a far cry from saying, I want to go in and zip tie Nancy Pelosi and put a noose around Mike Pence's neck. You know, I or watch other people do that. So while I think his his actions that day and leading up to it were, I think, in many ways, reckless and unstatesmanlike and petulant, um, I think it's been overplayed by the January 6th committee. That said... When we come back, I'd like you to tell me, ladies and gentlemen, that 314-912-1019, 912-1019, what impact, if any, do you think that this hearing, what is it? what it has exposed, and the inevitable Democratic National Committee commercials that will come out of it. You will see commercials with Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony and, and others. You will see that come this fall and into 2024. What impact will it have on the persuadable independent voters that may have been leaning now away from Biden, but let's say wanting generically to move towards Republicans or in 24 towards Donald Trump if he runs? Will that, in fact, erode some of that support that was developing? 314-912-1019. Your calls straight ahead here on Newstalk STL 1019-941. Do yourself a favor and go see my friends, Dr. Jay Omas or Dr. Dan Cusimano and their fabulous team at Advanced Dentistry of St. Charles. If you've if you've neglected your teeth and uh, your oral cavity for a while because of pandemic and yeah, you're playing catch-up ball, I think all of us are in one way or another, somehow dental health and the health of your oral cavity uh, can often take a, a back seat. Don't let it. They can accommodate you, your children, uh, your entire family, the oldsters too, you know, everyone in the family. It includes laser dentistry, fast braces to get those teeth aligned, clear aligners, dental implants, cosmetics, and even therapeutic and cosmetic options like Botox and dermal fillers. You know, their cosmetic dentistry options are fabulous there and just lots of expertise and wisdom and and years of experience. And that's so important when you're talking about cosmetic dentistry and the cosmetic options. Get to know them at 636-978-0226, 636-978-0226, or online at AdvancedDentistryNow.com. That's AdvancedDentistryNow.com and Advanced Dentistry of St. Charles. <laughs> 
Randy Tobler along uh, with Max Boise on this beautiful Freedom Lovers Weekend. We're glad that you're with us. And um, wanted to, we're, we're talking a little bit about in this Freedom Weekend that while we have freedom of speech and we have freedom of association and on and on, I'm concerned about freedom. Do we have the freedom of deceit? And uh, that's where I think we need to be cautious. And as a truth-seeking and woke-destroying talk show, we need to be careful about calling people out and calling out the difference between spin and um, and truth. So um, we we switch from the Cassidy Hutchinson secret so- secret service testimony. And Max, if you could mute, mute your phone, that'd be great. Uh, I want to I want to. Uh, I want to play something off of the Joy Reid show. In the wake of the Supreme Court decision on Remain in Mexico, um, uh, Maria Hinojosa, who is a a border watcher, I guess she's been an advocate for immigration for years and and, uh, an observer. She had something to say about, you know, uh, this, and it related to this 52 um, dead migrants in the back of the truck that overheated to death and died. Um, and and it just um, it brought out this discussion, which to me was, again, surreal spin on border security. And, and it's just hard to process this by my, I hope, rational mind. Listen, as I was thinking about this and, you know, right now, what you're going to hear is it's a smuggler's fault. It's a smuggler's fault. It's a smuggler's fault. You know, I've been covering this for several decades now, and smugglers have been bringing people over in all of the entirety of the time that I've been covering this story. And you didn't used to hear these kinds of stories, these kinds of deaths. This is, in fact, a result of the police state that exists now along the U.S.-Mexico border in general. And in Texas, people just don't realize you can't kind of just get in a car and drive through the state of Texas. The Border Patrol is everywhere. There are checkpoints. And this is what people will resort to. Now, if you if you seriously think about what that woman said is she just said that it is the reason that these people ended up in the in the horrific death that they suffered had nothing to do with their attempt to illegally enter these United States, had nothing to do with the smugglers. But in fact, it was those evil border security officers and the Texas police and law enforcement officers. Now, suddenly the perpetrators, and I'm sorry, I include the illegal immigrants. I I pray for their souls. I'm sorry that they died. They should have known better. You shouldn't pass. Don't associate with smugglers. <laughs> good, good rule in life, right, Max? Are you teaching Oscar not to not to associate with human traffickers and smugglers? Uh, right after his ABCs, yes. Yeah, I think that's always a good thing. But right before he goes to sleep, because there's, those are some of the things that you remember most is what you read, learn, or hear right before your uh, you go to sleep. Make sure that you reinforce. Basically, don't associate with bad dudes. So they have the suddenly this is a country now that is is valid is listening to this. Joy Reid just had a guest on her program that said that the perpetrators of the crime are the victims. And it's only that police state trying to enforce the law. If it weren't for them, you could drive freely across Texas and everything would have been okay, And those people wouldn't have baked. Now, I may be hard hearted. But there's a there's a point where you say, 
There, we, I thought you Democrats are the ones that want, when it comes to Donald Trump, it's like we're a country of law and order and the rule of law. Well, I guess it's only the rule of law when it applies to the law that you want the rule to be about. <laughs> and again, I'm, I'm playing some of these clips and just bringing up these, these thoughts about there, there used to be a consensus in America of right and wrong. And that what is right and what was wrong because of the freedom that the founders fought for and the, and the, the soldiers with their muskets fighting the Brits fought for was for that freedom of a fairly wide lane of acceptable behavior. And, of course, what is it that leads to behavior? It's thought. Not that they regulated thought, but there was a common pale of orthodoxy, if you will. John Adams, I think, expressed it best. And other founders, you know, when they when they said that a, it takes a, a moral and religious and virtuous people to sustain this republic. I'm paraphrasing. And I'm sorry, I, I just don't, if you're, if you're a liberal out there, if you're a progressive, if you're listening to the show and you're grinding your teeth and you're throwing things at the radio or at the computer if you're streaming or at the Alexa if you're listening by Alexa or the phone if you're on your phone app, call me and let me know how, how, how can I package this? I'm because you know we all know we look at, at at the world through a prism that that is formed by our by our our experiences and our upbringing and the what is it our lived experience? Is that what they say? Okay, so where am I wrong here? Where am I getting it wrong? That the fault, the reason people die when they come across the border and drown in the river, the reason that people bake in in fake refrigerant trucks that are that are basically made to look like refrigeration trucks complete with the DOT decals to to pass through uh, with minimal or no inspection is not because we're trying to enforce the laws it's because they chose to break them and this just just seems so simply true it's just true and I, and I and and yet people like Maria Hinojosa will say no it's that darn police state that exists where we just are trying to find people that are breaking the law and <laughs> bringing them to justice <laughs> well let's as long as we're having fun with truth and the consequences of lies Jerome Powell Fred Fed Chairman Jerome Powell has had a couple of statements with I think uh, betrays what Joe Biden and Karine Jean-Pierre, and before her, Jen Psaki would like to say, let's let's listen to Jerome Powell about inflation and when inflation started. Uh, you know how the administration has been saying, it's Putin's inflation, Putin's inflation. Well, Fed Chair Jerome Powell admitted that maybe that's not totally true. I realize there are a number of factors that play a role in the historic inflation that we're experiencing. Uh, supply chain disruptions, regulations that constrain supply. We've got rising inflation expectations and excessive physical spending. But the problem hasn't sprung out of nowhere. And in January of 2021, inflation was at 1.4%. By December, 
2021, it had risen to 7%, a five-fold increase. Now, since the war in Ukraine began in late February, the rate of inflation has risen incrementally, another 1.6%, to a current level of 8.6%. So again, uh, from 7% to 8.6%. Given how inflation has escalated over the past 18 months, would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was high before, certainly before the uh, war in Ukraine broke out. Uh, I'm glad to hear you say that. The Biden administration seems to be intent on deflecting blame. And as recently as just this past Sunday, spread the misinformation that Putin's invasion of Ukraine is the, quote, biggest single driver of inflation. So you see that Jerome Powell finally just has to tell the truth. I mean, it's a George Washington, I cut down the cherry tree moment, right? Yeah, okay, well, you're right. It was it was going on before because he knew that the truth would destroy his reputation if he didn't pronounce it. On the other hand, people that rise to positions of power in order to maintain and sustain their power and satisfy their ego will often sacrifice their integrity. The very same person who will say just enough to maintain their integrity in a high-profile situation. I, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, this is the reason I had this discussion with a with a what they, they call themselves an independent yesterday, but I reminded them that the higher the denomination and the power center and the seat at which an individual sits in governance, the more corrupt and unprincipled they become. Because on the one hand, Fed Fed Chair Powell just did a good thing. He said, yeah, inflation predated Putin. Now he went on to say that Putin had some impact, and I would agree. I mean, there's no doubt the war in, in Ukraine has affected that. I mean, with uh, being the breadbasket of Europe and so forth, I get all that. And then the whole oil embargo thing, we get that. I, we're not going to deny that. But then Powell goes on to say this about what caused inflation, and I leave myself going, oh, fire him, fire him. Fire him. Listen. What did we get wrong? And that really was looking at these supply side issues and believing that they would be resolved relatively quickly. And that by that, I mean, there was going to be there were going to be vaccinations. Everyone would get vaccinated. So the millions of people who dropped out of the labor force would come right back in. So wages wouldn't be under such pressure. That didn't happen for a range okay. of reasons. It didn't happen. In addition. To uh, all right. He just said that the fact. The vac failure to for this, this country to be vaccinated in big numbers rapidly, that was the cause of inflation. And that's the reason people dropped out of the workforce. Totally ignoring the piles of money that were laid on people for not working and unemployment being extended and telling them they don't have to pay their rent. That. And, and he totally failed to acknowledge that. Now, if he would have said one component was employers found themselves with people dropping out of the workforce because of FMLA, because of COVID, and had we vaccinated people, maybe they wouldn't have been as ill, but other components such as extended unemployment. They will lie to you to maintain their power over you, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what this weekend is about. The founders realized that concentration of power at that point of into a the throne of the king never, ever, ever works out well for we the people. And now, this season, it's time to take it back. That's what we'll be talking about with our various guests throughout this uh, the rest of the program. And it's a great slate, including Paul Manafort lately, uh, later. You're listening to The Randy Tobler Show. Don't uh, don't forget to uh, take us with you the rest of this program. You won't want to miss it. Along with Max, uh, I'm Randy. We'll be back just after a few words. 